being in the private market, I, I, in my opinion, I think is a little, it's definitely less risky, um, especially if you're working with somebody and you get to have that constant, you know, form of communication. Simon Property Group, you can't call the CEO and ask, hey, what's going on with the property? You just kind of hear about it every quarter. On this episode of Early Bird, Anthony Scanderito, co-founder and managing principal of Red Knight Properties. Anthony joins the podcast today to talk about investing in real estate in 2022, specifically multifamily commercial real estate and his outlook for the real estate market. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Stephen? Thanks for having me on. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, today, we are going to look at the an outlook for 2022 on multifamily commercial real estate. But before we get to that, let's talk to the audience a little bit about your background. You're the co-founder and managing principal for Red Knight Properties, uh, which is a privately held boutique multifamily and mixed-use real estate investment and property management company. Uh, tell me, how did you, I guess real quick, get started in, the, in this uh, multifamily real estate uh, market? Yeah, to make a long story short, I was, and, and thank you again for having me, I was, um, you know, kind of, I was working for another real estate operator. This is a private real estate operator from about 2015 to 2020. Mm-hmm. And we were buying multi-tenant class A office, kind of, you know, investment grade properties. So we'll buy an office building that has 10 tenants and they might have, you know, maybe Panasonic on two floors and and another, you know, uh, Fortune 500 company on two floors, et cetera. So um, had a great run there. I basically was able to see every, you know, all the processes in commercial real estate from acquisitions to asset management, property management, development, construction, et cetera, project management. And um, at the same time, I was able to kind of, you know, buy a few multifamily properties. And when I say multifamily, I mean, you know, apartment buildings. So um, you know, I started out with a two family house, um, kind of on a part-time basis. And I was able to buy that and, you know, renovate the units. Um, and I still have the building today, but I bought that and basically it still cash flows me, uh, today. And I, you know, was kind of addicted to the concept of passive income without really doing too, too much. Um, those, this, that's on a smaller scale. So started out with the two family and basically grew uh, today to we have about almost 700 um, apartment units in our portfolio with uh, assets under management of about, let's call it $80 million. 
um, basically from 2016 is when I started buying on my own with some partners and then kind of grew that um, to, you know, ex- an expanded audience once we started to uh, buy some somewhat larger deals and we were confident um, in our investment strategy and we were producing the returns we said we were going to produce. So uh, we wanted, you know, we brought along other investors. These are all retail investors where we form, you know, what's called a syndication where we basically partner together. And these could be, you know, just either high net worth individuals or just working professionals. So we have, you know, lawyers, doctors, real estate professionals. We have all sorts of different archetype um, partners and they're all passive. They don't want to have anything to do with the day-to-day operations of the uh, properties. So that's where we come in and uh, we handle you know, all of that. So we just distribute checks every quarter. Um, so, yeah, so we, you know, we're all about creating value and we like to buy undermanaged and under, you know, valued assets in kind of underserved areas. Uh, we're, we're in four different states right now. I'm based out of New Jersey and uh, we're kind of up and down the East Coast, anywhere from New Jersey all the way down to Florida. So uh, that's a little bit about my background and how I got started, Stephen. Well, passive income is great. A lot of investors, especially retail investors, are always looking for that. And just to plug, you know, you also have a podcast called Discovering Multifamily, um, where you talk about this more in detail. Definitely, listeners, uh, definitely check out Discovering Multifamily. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful podcast to listen to. So I guess as we look into 2022, we want to definitely give the listeners some sense of where the real estate market is heading, especially as it relates to multifamily commercial, which is kind of the area you're involved in. Before we get to that, um, Anthony, can you tell the audience a little bit, real quick, what what exactly is a multifamily commercial? What what, what does that mean? Yeah, um, you know, I kind of maybe skipped over that a little bit, but it's it's basically any building that has more than two apartments in one setting. Now, on the you mentioned commercial. Commercial is usually anything that has five units and up in one building. We specialize in buildings that have, in a complex, usually our average is about 100 units, at least now it is. Mm-hmm. We didn't start that way. Like I said, we went from twos to twos to tens to 20s to 50s. Usually, let's call it 50-unit apartment complex. Maybe there's four buildings in one on one lot um, or five buildings on one lot. Each building has 10 units. So, um, and obviously, we, you know, we rent them out and then we collect the cash flow. So, that's basically the definition and where we, where we specialize in is what a lot of industry um, professionals call workforce housing. So a little bit, um, you know, areas that have kind of been a little bit underserved for a very long time and are, you know, kind of, they're, they're growing in terms of population and a lot of different um, diverse industries are coming into those areas. Uh, we get a lot of workers that, you know, uh, work in the industrial field. So they work at, you know, in the supply chain, logistics field, shipping, distribution, warehousing, um, those jobs really aren't going anywhere. So we kind of like to look at, um, obviously the employment trends, um, as well. So, um, like I said, we're in four different States, so we try to diversify too. Got it. And so I guess as we look into the next year and where this market might be heading, let's give the audience a sense of where it is right now. What what exactly happened in the real estate market in 2021? Yeah, I mean, what happened in, you know, going back to, you know, pandemic, early pandemic, March 2020, obviously the debt market kind of shut down for a few months. Hmm. Um, transactions were 
down, you know, pretty significantly in 2020. A lot of people waited on the sidelines um, to see what was going to happen until like late first, you know, fourth quarter of 2020. Transaction volume started to pick up. So transaction volume was pretty much at a all time high, um, a little bit over 2019 transaction volume because there was so much pent up demand and liquidity. Uh, obviously, you know, the Fed um, Fed funds rate was, was basically at zero. Um, so, you know, interest rates are still very, very low. A lot, you saw a lot of lenders come back to the market in fourth quarter of 2020. And now 2021, um, there's been kind of a buying spree for multifamily, which is kind of bringing prices up to levels that we didn't think were possible. Um, so, you know, moving forward into 2022, I think, you know, uh, the rental market, there's still a supply and demand um, problem. There's obviously supply chain issues and construction cost issues. Uh, we usually buy product that's built in the seventies or eighties where we try to renovate and bring up to today's standards. We still keep the existing structure. So, um, I, I think that, you know, focusing on those types of properties versus ground up development is more advantageous just because of inflationary pressures and being able to keep up with the rents you need to charge in order to be profitable. Uh, so I, I do think you're going to see more of what we're doing in 2022. You, you still will see development, but there'll be more, I think, government, somewhat government funded in terms of tax credits and whatnot. It has to be in order to make it profitable um, for the, the developer or sponsor. So, um, you know, I, I think the market's going to be pretty healthy to 2022. Um, obviously, it's, it's somewhat rate driven as well. Um, you know, the Fed started the taper process. We'll see what happens with that. Um, even, you know, where they're targeting at the end of 2022, um, rates are going to move probably 75 to 100 basis points. And we've seen that market before. Um, I, I'm actually excited about that uh, because it kind of takes a lot of, I, I would say, dumb money off the streets um, if they're not really executing on their business plan. And they took variable rate bridge debt and they don't really know what they're doing, they can get really screwed um, when the rates go up. Uh, so kind of for a seasoned operator, you want to set yourself up for a situation like that to happen for your competition. So you can kind of swoop in and, um, you know, be advantageous in your decisions and reduces competition. So I'm actually excited uh, to see what happens, um, you know, when the rates do rise. I actually encourage it and I think it's, I think it's needed. <laughs> so um, I, it sounds pretty exciting right now. Is there anything currently in, in the real estate market that may have surprised you? Um, or is this, you know, exactly what you were expecting, you know, at least 12 months ago where we'd be right now? Yeah, I guess I wasn't expecting, um, you know, when they, they talk a lot about CPI, I don't think rent or rent is rent included in that number. Um, I think the, the rent if it is included in the CPI number, I think it was grossly underestimated. Um, the lowest rental increase I've seen on any of my properties has been 10%. I think they reported 3%. Um, that's not, that's not, it's not accurate. I talked to so many other people too. So I don't know where they're getting their numbers from. Um, so that surprises me. Um, you know, that's a big number. And, and that's going to, I think it's going to continue into 2022. Mm -hmm. It's, it's still not, it might not be 10%, it might be 6%, but those are still pretty strong numbers. It's a little bit um, unsettling. So like, you know, for the economy and the renter. Um, so 
you know, rents can only go up so much. Um, so that surprised me in 2021, those, those numbers. Uh, but again, it all comes down to monetary policy to see what happens. Monetary policy does play a big role. When we return, we'll hear from Anthony about the advantages of investing in real estate and how retail investors can get started. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, Investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Anthony, today we are talking about uh, multifamily commercial real estate investment. Um, As we start 2022, what kind of outlook are you anticipating yeah, like I said before, we have a supply and demand issue um, in multifamily real estate. Uh, we, you know, it's, it could be called affordable housing, you know, workforce housing, so many names to it, but there, there's basically not enough housing to meet demand in certain areas of the country. And then you have jobs looking to expand and they need to house their workers, especially for, like I mentioned, we look a lot at logistics companies, et cetera, they have to be physically there. They can't work remotely on Zoom. Um, so, and it's too expensive to develop. So you st- we're still going to have a supply problem um, in the United States, which again, is only going to drive up the pricing of uh, multifamily housing. So it's still the fundamentals, in my opinion, are still strong. Um, you know, it's not, the se- it's not the sexiest asset class, I would say industrial for real estate is, but multifamily is right right behind. It sounds pretty exciting. It's certainly an interesting time to be in that arena. Um, I'm wondering from a, a retail investor standpoint, you know, you I know your business definitely caters to that audience. W- what are the advantages as a retail investor to having some of your portfolio in real estate? Um, you know, there's no shortage of alternative investments today for retail investors. You have crypto and so many other types of, of, of alternatives to go into. Um, why real estate? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. I, I have right now, I'm 90% real estate, 10% cash. Uh, but again, I run the business. That's so a little bit different. Um, I wouldn't encourage, you know, passive investors to do that. But, um, you know, it's a, we were talking about this before. It's a great hedge against inflation. As inflation begin, continues to be a problem in the economy, um, your rents go up too. So, you know, you are somewhat protected from that. Um, the thing you really got to be careful for is operating expenses because your operating expenses can go up to to levels where you, you kind of just break even on the inflation. Um, so it is a good hedge against inflation for sure. Um, you know, you do want to be somewhat diversified outside of maybe the public market uh, real estate is less liquid. Um, you know, I've, I've seen what it's done for my uh, personal wealth and my community, my investor communities wealth as well. I've had 21 year old investors start out with, you know, $50,000 investment and now it's worth $300,000 because we're able to turn the money around into different deals. So, um, you know, it's, 
it's definitely uh i would say an understandable asset class your rent you know you have tenants and they need housing so it's very simple to understand um instead of reading through companies 10ks and uh, understanding the stock charts uh for me you know that's always been somewhat of an issue um real estate you don't have to check on day to day there's a lot of tax advantages as well even if you're a passive investor depreciation you know bonus depreciation um etc um you know i i think for me it's it's cuz i understand it and for anybody considering investing in real estate um you should obviously get educated and that's why i have the podcast uh, discovering multifamily and other you know content that i put out it's cuz it starts out by getting educated and just keeping up with your education um i think that's important know what's going on in the market and you know hopefully you'll be fine um but yeah it's, it's a great hedge against inflation um and like i said there's lots of different ways to create value and um you know return capital and keep growing portfolios you're right it, it certainly could be a hedge against inflation um thank you for breaking down the benefits as well as any some of the drawbacks the liquidity issue and whatnot operating expenses so as you were alluding to if you are a retail investor certainly the first step to getting involved in real estate is going to probably be education um but are there some in-between steps you know would you advise maybe you know retail investors start looking at REITs whether those are public REITs or private REITs are there some in-between steps before you know getting involved yeah um there's no one fits all path for retail investors they can start out in the public markets and REITs um you know just like investing in any other type of security um obviously doing your research that is definitely passive um you know it doesn't provide the same tax advantages as private placement uh, for sure uh, but it does provide you some some form of dividends um and hopefully you know some equity appreciation there's not that many multifamily REITs um that's another key there's more retail so if you want to invest in retail there's some industrial REITs um there's a like I mentioned retail there's a whole lot of retail REITs um there's office REITs too if you're interested in office there's hotels um it all depends upon your risk profile um being in the private market I I in my opinion I think is a little is definitely less risky um especially if you're working with somebody and you get to have that constant you know form of communication Simon property group you can't call the CEO and ask hey what's going on with the property you just kind of hear about it every quarter uh through the reporting um so you know it's it's definitely not one size fits all it, it could be something that you know you could start out with just to get a feel for the industry it's definitely different um or you can start out like i did you know buy a couple of properties on your own you know small two family two you know three family homes see if you like it see if the active part is for you if you like chasing tenants down for rent etc um or if you you know, want to be a little bit more passive but you still want very similar if not same benefits as if you were active so uh, many different ways uh, to get involved it, it there's certainly a lot of ways to enter as you just said um i guess to sum it up looking at the the multifamily commercial real estate investment market for next year there are so many you seem really optimistic about where the market is heading are there any is there anything that you know might make you sound a little cautious that you might be a little concerned about yeah like i said um 
you know, I'm optimistic just because there's a fundamental um, supply demand issue going on. Um, yeah, you have to be cautious with putting on crazy debt. Um, you know, don't be over leveraged, um, especially, you know, when, when rates rise, values tend to drop. It's not a substantial drop. Real estate's very slow in terms of the cycles. Um, so you're not going to see, even if rates rise 100 basis points by the end of 2022, you're not going to see a 20% or 30% drop in your property value. You're just not. That's not how, you know, real estate's fundamentals have been over the course of history, pretty much. Um, you might see small drops here and there. Um, you just really got to, you know, watch your, like I said, your expenses. You got to watch your rent roll. You got to, you know, outbeat inflation. Makes sense. Um, Anthony, So much. thank you so much for coming on today and explaining an outlook for the multifamily commercial real estate market in 2022. Really appreciate it. Uh, before we wrap up, I just have one final question, and it's the big question of today's podcast. The question is, if you can only eat one food again for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. I mean, I, I, I do like pizza, so I'm going to have to say pizza. Thank you again to Anthony Skanderito for sharing your insights on real estate. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.